Welcome to the No Things Considered podcast. I always feel like I need to be like quieter when I do these podcasts. I don't know why. And when I'm when I'm at Sirius, I, I yell into the microphone. When I'm at home, for some reason, I, I get like more of my uh, my NPR type voice. I think is the way we can describe it. I don't know. Uh, I want to talk about a couple of things today on the podcast. One, of course, uh, China. I think that's well. We're going to do China. We're going to do uh, coronavirus just in general. I want to I want to give a shout out to uh, Governor Cuomo on this one too. I never thought I'd do that, by the way. Uh, and then, of course, Tulsi Gabbard dropping out. Let's see if I can remember all of those topics as we go through things. Let's cover the easy one first. Tulsi Gabbard dropped out and uh, endorsed uh, Biden this time. Last time she endorsed Bernie Sanders in 2016. A lot of people uh, don't remember that. And when I was looking at this, uh, I, I can't figure out what changed. I think maybe she, uh, I mean, because when you take a look at it, Biden and Bernie couldn't be more polar opposites. Same with Bernie and Hillary Clinton. So I'm not sure where the shift would have come in four years. Uh, I've said over and over again that Tulsi Gabbard is a, a socialist, and a lot of people don't pay attention to that. Uh, she is very much so identified with many of Bernie Sanders' uh, far-left policies. Uh, the only thing that a lot of people, especially conservatives, were really getting into with her was her anti-war rhetoric, which is fine. I mean, like, she's a veteran, and she served our country, and, you know— um, she kind of looks presidential too, if you if you look at her. Like she really looks like uh, she could be, she could fill the role. Like I, Trump says a lot of times, uh, straight out of central casting. She does look straight out of central casting as a the first female president of the United States, by the way. But I'm not sure where conservatives started following her, and and being fans of hers, other than the anti-war thing and get us out of uh, get us out of other countries. We're not allowed to call that America first, right? Because that's that's actually what that is. Is America first? We want to bring our troops home, and we want them to be here. Uh, and, and defend our country and build up our military that way. And so, yeah, I, I really think that is, it's just very interesting that she shifted to Biden. I'd like to know more about that. I think maybe she's crossing her fingers that she's going to be the uh, vice presidential candidate uh, that he picks. I, my, my chips are still on Stacey Abrams. They had a lot of meetings before, the, uh, before this campaign kicked off, before Biden's campaign kicked off. So I, my money is still on Stacey Abrams being the person, and she ticks all the boxes if you if you really think about it. And also, she's really liked by uh, certain Democratic socialists. But we'll see. We'll see if they feel burned or not. Of course, we haven't heard much about politics with everything going on with coronavirus. And I want to shift to that. Obviously, that's what we're going to talk about today. And China, um, we should call it the China virus. And I understand why Trump is calling it the China virus. And uh, it's it's really to hurt China. Um, they caused this. They uh, may have created it. I, my, my theory is that, and, and I heard a few other experts talking about it, that somebody actually, they were working on this in the lab and they didn't intentionally leak it, but some doofus either got uh, caught it from an animal or uh, carried it out and then probably went to the market for lunch or something. And that's where it like blew up. I, don't, I definitely don't think it's intentional. But I do think what's intentional is lying, uh, deceiving people, and spreading the concept that it's racist to call it the China virus or the Wuhan virus. This is, this is them trying to protect their economy because they know they're already going to lose business. They threatened us. They threatened to stop sending us and producing drugs that, that they produce for us. And I'm not sure how you can view them as any kind of an ally when they say something like that. They are not our ally. They have not been our ally. They, they have dealt regularly with Iran. That's why uh, so many people caught it in Iran and, and their people. Uh, we haven't heard much about that lately. Uh, who knows what the outbreak is like there. But when I take a look at uh, the, just the, the amount of people who have bought into this rhetoric that 
Donald Trump is racist for calling it the China virus. I mean, the the closest argument that people have is uh, with with mislabeling something would be the Spanish flu, but we believe that that actually did come from Spain. There's no there's no um, confirmation. We know that it came from Europe, uh, and then it ended up in Kansas. And so the first cases were in Kansas. Apparently, it it, it was uh, the military that had brought that over. I was reading about it the other day. I'm not really digging deep into it, other than when I take a look at everything else. Like I didn't know that Lyme disease was named for the location where it was from. Um, Ebola, of course, named for its location. Uh, you guys can go through all of the different viruses. They're named by their location. It's not like we name hurricanes where we go alphabetically and rotate male, female, uh, which I didn't know they did for a while. I, I realized, I was like, wait, how do they name these? And it's kind of, I don't know if it's like innocuous or dumb or whatever you want to call it, but like I, I looked at it and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It's kind of one of those like just bullet points when you take a look at how they name hurricanes. But they typically name viruses by where they are from, where they originated. The end. I mean, that's so Trump isn't wrong in saying it. And it's it's literally propaganda from the Chinese, because what's going to happen here uh, now that they've done that, especially with drug production? I, number one, why in the world is America outsourcing their drug production? This has taught us so many things. This has taught us so many things. I, I look at it and and I, you, you look at just the insanity and things, the way that things were operating before. And the fact that our pills and our medicine are mass-produced in China instead of the United States is, is mind-blowing. The fact that it's not, you know, at least a neighboring country, like even like, you know, look, Mexico, sure, like illegal people cross the border and there's cartels and things like that. But like Mexico's an ally and they're a neighbor and so is Canada. I mean, like I could understand outsourcing to either one of those places, but... China has, I mean, they've been stealing our intellectual property for a while. Uh, you know, they, they've literally been taking technology from us and, and ripping it off and costing American businesses billions and billions of dollars. So the fact that we have outsourced our medicine to them is, is mind-blowing. Like, it's one thing if we get, you know, gadgets from them, if we get, you know, uh, toys or whatever, you know, clothes or whatever, and, and their, their labor practices, let's, let's not even... You know, you don't even have to dig deep into to how they mistreat people and basically have like all but slave labor over there, um, sweatshops and whatnot. It's it's awful. China's awful. China's awful to its people. China lies as well, and and so they're trying to cover for it to try to uh, keep keep their business going. I mean, medicine has to be a huge business for them, especially if they're exporting almost all of our medicine comes from there. That that's it's mind blowing to me. Like, I don't care if my, like, you know, my, uh, I was going to say transformers, but people might think I'm talking about electrical things. Like, my, my G.I. Joes or whatever come from there. My Ghostbusters action figures come from there. Listen, I'm willing to pay more money for medicine if it's here in America. And, uh, I, or, you know, I, I could care less if we have to cut off trade or something for a little bit with, you know, action figures or whatever else happens. I mean, we, we don't really get, as far as I know, other than medicine, we don't get anything critical from China. We send them food. I know that they're a big part. Our, our agricultural um, uh, domestic product goes out to them. My brain froze for a second there. I Joe Biden. So I'm just not sure. Like, why? Why are we covering for these people? Why is the left, who is so dead set on going after Trump, like reading into this propaganda? And I'm I'm noticing more and more and more tiny accounts on Twitter popping up that defend China. Now, back in the 2016 campaign. All you would hear about, and since then, 
Russian bots, Russian bots, Russian bots. And it all came down to, I believe, like a couple of Russian or maybe just one Russian company buying like $200,000 worth of ads or something or, to, or promoting stupid memes on Facebook. $200,000, something like that. And all you've heard about is Russian bots, Russian bots, Russian bots. Man, there are a lot of China bots. If you call it the China flu or uh, China virus or, or Wuhan virus, there is always some sort of small account that recently that speaks broken English that, that comes after you and tells you that it's somehow Americans' fault. And it's, this has been around for a while, and I'm wondering what China's influence was. And I believe a couple of senators had brought this up earlier, like what China's actual influence was on the last election. Because clearly, clearly they don't like Trump. I mean, Trump has been uh, twisting their arm when it comes to trade and, and getting us back on the same footing with them. It's one of his big things there. And I, I think it's because he knows from being in corporate America how frustrating it is to deal with China. But I, I take a look at it and I'm like, why? Why? Why did we get in this position? And I think that's that's one of the biggest things that's going to happen here is uh, we're going to take some major production, especially medical equipment and whatnot, out of the hands of China, completely out of the hands of China. I mean, it shouldn't have been there to begin with. And I think the Western world needs to pay attention. They are no, they are not friends of the Western world. They just aren't. Communists are not. Communists don't like uh, the the way that government is run in the rest of the world. And I just, it's. It's scary when you think about it. Everything that's going on and the fact that people believe this propaganda that's coming out of there, that it's somehow America's fault that uh, people are sick. And the numbers are still significantly uh, lower than what they could be. And, and by the way, uh, I have to, before I go back to China lying, um, I have to give a credit to Governor Cuomo of New York. That guy, uh, not I'm not necessarily a huge fan of his policies regularly or you know his brother on CNN, but that guy's press conferences have been so on point, and he's now the epicenter of uh, New York is now the epicenter of the coronavirus in America. And when I hear him talk about it, when he sits down and he literally talks about things like martial law and uh, you know uh, all the kind of conspiracy type things and where things can spiral out of control. And today he said he had to talk to a very good restaurateur friend of his about how. No, martial law is not a thing. Where'd you get it from? We're not going to do that. He's not even sure if he's going to order everyone to quarantine. He thinks that, uh, and, and hopefully this works, like the um, social distancing will work. And that's what everybody's relying on here. And, and honestly, I think it is, I mean, I pray it is going to work. When I, when I look around in D.C., and apparently the same as in New York, apparently, I mean, nobody's out. I, I went out and did a, a tour of the cherry blossoms today to show everyone, um, because I figured no one would be out. And there were very, very few people out, maybe a... a a few hundred people where it would be thousands upon thousands for the cherry blossoms usually. Um, nobody's out. Nobody's taking Metro. Metro ridership is down here in D.C. 80%. Uh, same in New York. All of the numbers are down. And you take a look, you can see these dramatic shots of like Times Square with just a few people walking around. I think people get it and they get the severity of it. Maybe not, you know, spring breakers in uh, Florida. And that's a problem. They should close those beaches. But I really hope, I think people realize the severity of this and I hope that everybody... Um, is behaving properly with this and, and treating this as seriously as it is. Um, but Cuomo himself, when he brought out his daughter to talk to millennials, when he, he's been reassuring people, and that guy, he's been you know thanking the federal government and the White House as well, same with uh, Gavin Newsom, but Cuomo in particular has been very calming with what he says. And I, I'd imagine if you're worried about being locked down and having you know the National Guard arrest you if you walk out of your house, you should listen to his his press conferences more so than uh, any other ones. I know the White House puts out has different ones every day and the scientists are uh, giving you great 
uh, information there, but Cuomo's been spot on, uh, and, and I, I have to give him credit for that. Uh, what was I going to tell you about China? There was something that was very interesting about that. I don't know. We'll get back to it in a second. I, uh, I, I got to tell you, one of the hardest things with all of this is I am, I'm number one, I'm a germaphobe. I've said this a million times. I'm, I am a germaphobe. I wash my hands. I use hand sanitizer regularly because a few years ago I had uh, a skin infection, two skin infections. I was working in an old building and had micro cuts and uh, very quickly my thumb doubled in size uh, and uh, turned red and it was very painful. And that can spread to the rest of your body and kill you very quickly, very, very quickly. And so when you realize that and you realize how easy it is to um, get very sick very quickly from bacteria, uh, you turn into a, a super, I'm not crazy, but I am, I'm close and I'm a big social distancing person. I don't like being around people. I, I will actually move on a, a crowded train car to like stay in the corner by myself or like move farther away from people. So all this is just kind of like stuff, um, you know, that, that I've been doing already. Uh, but w one of the things I've learned from this is uh, is how my friends who are immunocompromised already um, how they have to cope regularly anyway um, you know a lot of I don't know if you guys who are listening to this have friends who have um, you know either like HIV or, or other like um, autoimmune kind of disorders and they have to take extra care of themselves and they have to take extra caution when they go out in public uh, to protect themselves and um, the the cleanliness and the things that they go through are are it's strenuous and I have a few friends I, I don't think they've made the, the post public yet but a few of my friends have talked about this stuff they're like the coronavirus doesn't change how they behave because they're already protective of themselves and it's very very intriguing and I've learned so much because you realize this is just every day for them and it's it's stressful for them. I mean, the world could kill them. Little things could kill them that would not kill uh, you or I because we have uh, better immune systems. And so them sharing their stories has been so important. Um, and like I said, it's I don't, I don't believe the ones that I know have been uh, made public or else I would share them with you. Uh, it's not my, not my uh, place to share a story that maybe has only been shared to friends on Facebook, but I, I'm very proud of my friends, and um, it's just very—it's interesting to—it's interesting to hear their side of things and and understand that, like like I said, they're they're not worried at all because I mean they're of course worried that you know someone will come around and they'll catch it from somebody else, and that's why they have to quarantine. But they're not worried at all because in their normal daily routine they have to be extra clean and they have to take these extra precautions that we now are all taking. Because at this point, uh, if it can be transferred from person to person uh, without any symptoms showing, it's scary. And that's, and that's literally the same thing that a lot of my immunocompromised friends uh, go through. And, and one, of my, uh, one of my neighbors here in Washington, D.C., we were yelling to each other from balcony to balcony. He's an elderly man who's, uh, um, he told me that he's in the high-risk group. And um, we had a long conversation today about it. And I said, if he needs anything, you know, I can help him out. But then even, even me bringing something to him, if I deliver something to him, he has to have it, you know, disinfected and everything else. Cause you don't know if you're carrying it on you. I mean, this, this is crazy. Like we, we have not, I mean, I think the, it's imperfect right now as to how long the stuff lasts on surfaces. And so it's, you have to be very, 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 very incredibly cautious with everything that's going on. Uh, the, the last thing I want to talk about today is that uh, apparently, oh, that's what I was going to tell you about the Cuomo thing. So one of the things in Cuomo's uh, 
uh, press conference, and it applies to what I'm going to say here. Italy uh, now has the most uh, coronavirus, I believe, deaths um, out of every country. That's what they're reporting. But I, I don't believe that, actually. I think it's still China. I think China's lying to us. I think China had a hell of a lot more deaths there, and I, we have no reason to trust China. We have no reason to trust their, uh, their self-reporting on anything, uh, and, and therefore, like I, I, it's terrible. The numbers in Italy are terrible. They have a higher, uh, a higher pop, uh, elderly population, of course, but it's, it's affecting young people. And a lot of that elderly population smoked all their lives. I mean, it's just part of the culture over there, and I think that's probably a contributing factor. I actually worry about what vaping will do with people's lungs over in America. That's another piece. Um, that'll be very interesting. And the people who are anti-vaping lobbyists right now are probably, you know, um, foaming at the mouth. They're very excited or rubbing their hands together. Uh, very excited to get vaping completely banned or, or somehow restricted even more. Uh, but one of the things that I applaud Governor Cuomo for dealing with the numbers of uh, cases that are being reported is something that he said and something that needs to be said over and over and over again, but it's not being said over and over again in the reporting on this. When you see the reporting on it, you see cases spiking, you see more cases uh, going up, and, and they will continue to go up exponentially over the next couple of days. But there's no reason for alarm, and that's what Governor Cuomo said today, and I'm saying it to you again here. There's no reason for alarm because we have all of the testing kits now. So millions upon millions of people, uh, or hundreds of thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people will get tested for this in the coming days and coming weeks. And as they get tested for it, the numbers will spike. There are a lot of people even beyond them who have coronavirus who don't know it. And 80% of people don't have severe, uh, severe reactions to getting it, they found. So uh, as, as the testing comes in, the numbers will go up. Now that we have more tests, the numbers will go up. Cuomo said this today, I'm reminding you now, it needs to be said more and more because you have big scary numbers that are jumping by leaps and bounds in the corner of most television screens when they're reporting on this or on the internet. And what they're not telling you is that, uh, that, that it, these cases are already here and that they are, uh, they're just, it's, the numbers are spiking not because uh, people haven't self-quarantined or self-social you know, distanced or whatever enough, but because they're already here and the tests are there. So it's, it's a one-for-one on one having more test kits that you're going to get more, um, more cases. Uh, so that's, that's just a very important thing to note when it comes to this stuff. That's, that's about all I want to talk about today. I, uh, I'm going to do more of these podcasts, but I'm going to start also doing like maybe an, a happy hour. I have not, I'm recording this in the middle of the day, um, as you might be able to hear some construction equipment go by outside. But... Uh, I want to kind of do a, a, a happy hour type thing where I talk about the different uh, bourbon that I have, and I can have a different bourbon every night. I, I really enjoy collecting bourbon. I have a ton of it. Um, I have a lot of great stuff. I have a lot of very unique stuff, and, and I want to bring that and share that with you guys. Um, I actually had so much that I wondered if I was breaking some sort of a law by like hoarding so much bourbon, but I'm not. Um, and I want, I want to talk about that with you guys. It's one of my big passions, and I think we should have kind of like a, a happy hour in the afternoon. I'm not going to drink midday. Shockingly to a lot of people, I do not drink midday. Um, well, maybe on a Saturday or Sunday, but, but not, not uh, on a weekday. So uh, I want to talk more about that, and let's, let's get into bourbon, and let's have more fun. It's been very, very serious out there, and I, I want to be a little less serious. And so I, I feel like I need to be, I'm, again, I'm not panicked about any of this stuff. I know it's bad. I know people are going to get it. I think a lot of people have had it that have already had it. Um, you know, what's going to happen happens and you can only do the best you can do for yourself and the people in your vicinity and your neighbors. And um, 
I'm more worried again, and I wrote a piece about it, and I, I did an entire uh, an entire podcast on it um, about our service industry and uh, folks who lost their jobs, and and uh, you know, it's I, I fear for them and their future, and, and I hope that if you guys are listening to this, and if you listen to every podcast that you go and get some takeout from them. So I think what I'm going to do, I'm trying to come up with an idea. I think I'm going to do. Uh, bourbon and uh, maybe takeout, and I'll get fat with everyone else while we're uh, while we're self uh, self quarantining or social distancing. I think there's something to that. I think we should get fat to help the economy and also to uh, help uh, help me not be on a diet. I hate being on a diet. So anyway, all of that being said, I want to thank you guys for listening to No Things Considered. Um, the uh, the right opinion apparently is going to be on hiatus for a little bit because the office is closed, and so our recording. Uh, center is closed there. Although, you know, I have a nice little setup at my house. So who knows how we could do this. But I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been uh, No Things Considered. And again, take care of yourself. Take care of your neighbors. Wash your hands. Don't go around old people or immunodeficient people when you're sick or go to work when you're sick. I mean, come on. Come on. These are common sense things, right? <sighs> people. And uh, yeah, always question things. Never, never feel, never feel like you're, you shouldn't be questioning something. That's, I always tell people, and I, I'll leave you with this slide. I always tell people that you should always question me. Always question what I say. Always. Number one, because you're going to prove me right. Right? I, I know that I'm most, 99.9% .9 of the time I'm right. No ego there. Very humble. But you should have a healthy distrust of everything. Everything. Every, every bit of reporting, every bit of everything. Do your own research. Look at multiple sources. Be smart. You are smart. That's why you're listening to this. But also, be smart. That's, that's a, a big thing that I want to impart to you guys. Like, don't take everything for face value, especially with like reporting and, and journalism. Do your own research, compare sources, and, and come up with, you know, find what the bullet points are in stories. Everyone is biased. Everyone is biased. Everyone wants to share their different opinion, even if they're writing a straight news story. They're still biased in the way that they write it and the way that they present it. So you should do your own research and be smart, period. I'm biased. Everyone I know in media is biased. And everyone has a different take, even if they think they're doing good and they think that they're doing it for the greater good and they're helping everybody out. They are still biased and you should still do your own research. That's all for today. It's No Things Considered. You know, I call it No Things Considered, but there are a lot of things that I consider when I do it. Uh, thank you for listening. My name is Tim Young. If you're not following me already on Twitter, it's at Tim Runs His Mouth. Uh, and also, you can go to nothingsconsidered.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. I hope you had a good, ti uh, good time today. And uh, you know what? Sheltering in place and uh, social distancing, it doesn't mean staying in your house all the time. You can go walk at the park. You can still go outside. You can go for a jog. Uh, you know, no gatherings of 10 or more. You can hang out with friends if they're six feet apart. You know, I mean, you don't have to be all up in people's space. I actually really don't like people being all up in my space anyway, even if I'm real close with you. So go outside, enjoy the weather. If it's raining, you know, eh, it sucks. But just keep social distance from each other and, uh, and be courteous. That's it. How about that? Very easy. Until next time, it's Tim Young. Talk to you soon.